to welcome you to Women of Substance today. Uh, we have a very, very special guest, and I'm so excited because she means the world to me. So many of you already know her. I'm going to introduce Dr. Pat Harrison. Uh, she is, of course, the daughter of uh, late Reverend Kenneth E. Hagan. Um, she is wife to the late Reverend Buddy Harrison. And Dr. Pat Harrison, of course, has just pioneered so many wonderful things during her life for uh, God, for the faith, the word of faith, and just uh, the Holy Ghost. And so I'm going to mention some of those. Of course, they built a church in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Faith Christian Fellowship. And then it just went worldwide where ch churches were planted all over the world and still are. Yes. Um, the church just uh, exuded uh, the uh, Holy Spirit, the moving of the Spirit, um, uh, gifts of the Spirit, healing, and, of course, faith. And uh, I know that when I attended there in the early 80s, I'd just never seen anything like it. And uh, I'm so glad that they... Uh, built these tremendous churches. Uh, also, there was such an emphasis on missions, and still is, uh, yes. through FCF. Um, they had, of course, uh, had done tremendous things to empower women to minister and to preach there. And uh, Pat was really one of the first women pastors that I had uh, encountered, and I was so thrilled because I felt like that was one of the callings on my life, and I just was just shocked to see her uh, minister right alongside of her husband. Uh, she's a founder and director, of course, of the FCF Ministerial Association. Uh, she's an author, a businesswoman. Uh, really, they built an empire publishing company, uh, several of them, established those and just spread the word of faith throughout the earth. Um, uh, Dr. Harrison here is an international speaker. She's a mentor, and she's such a model uh, of a Christian woman, successful Christian woman. She's a mother and a grandmother and a great-grandmother. <laughs> she's my mother of the faith and been a dear, dear friend since 1980. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you, darling. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's a privilege to be with you today. Well, thank you so much. Um, there's so many interesting points about your life and just the remarkable things that you've done for God. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, growing up uh, in the home of Kenneth and Aretha Hagen, your yes. mom and dad, as uh -huh. many of us call them mom and dad, I guess you allow yes. us to be part of the family, too. Yes. But, um, your your uh, upbringing in, of course, uh, faith and love. Can you tell us just a little bit about what that meant to you? Well, you know, of course, growing up in, in the family, uh, my dad didn't know when I was a kid what he knew in latter years because he was growing and learning as well. But he was very much, we were very much um, a Christian family. We understood that, you know, uh, things of the Bible that maybe others didn't because of his, uh, the way the Lord was teaching him and training him. But, uh, you know, we just had a lot of people think because they saw my dad how he was, you know, in latter years, so to speak, as I was older. And, uh, they, you know, I think they assume he's always that way. Well, no, he's just like all of us. He had to grow and, and, and learn and have understanding in the word and by the spirit, same as we did. But we had a very, a very pleasant, happy home. Um, you've heard him tell different stories. And as kids, you know, we didn't think a whole lot about it because to us, we were just like all of our other friends, you know. And it didn't, it didn't dawn on us at that time, of course, that, uh, that he was growing into, um, a, a very renowned and known man of God. But, uh, we had great times. We had, um, even though he traveled quite a bit, yeah. she traveled, but still, in those days, of course, it was very expensive to have phone calls. So he wrote a letter every day, and we we uh, and he talked to each one of us in that letter. And so it wasn't like that you didn't hear from him all the time he was gone. We did, 
Yes. And if it was necessary, he would call, you know. But he, he, I'll say this, my dad did a lot of sacrificing. Mm-hmm. So thank God. You yeah. know, for that I'm very thankful because it was a very much a, um, and, learning experience for me to see how important it is to obey the calling of God on your life and to know that you can do it, that God makes up for the sacrifices, you know, and definitely he he has and he does. (laughs) So it was always precious, you know, to me. Uh, I loved it. I loved uh, when he was home. You know, of course, mother did it all the time because she was there with us. But uh, when I was younger and he was pastoring, uh, you know, we read a Bible story every night and he would give explain explanation to it. And we prayed together as family. So that was important. And, of course, mother did that with us when dad was gone, which is very important to yeah. keep that up family because that causes you to to stay close and also to continue to grow in the Lord as a child. Yes. Oh, and, sure. and understand the poor importance. Really, through that, I believe I learned the importance of reading the Word and knowing what God says in His Word about life yes. and about things here on the earth and about uh, us as individuals. Well, that's so uh uh, wonderful that that impartation took place of just the home devotion and home life uh, right. praying uh, because so many people just reserve that for Sunday morning or Wednesday night yes. and uh, it really it needs to be a daily practice to really have the fellowship that we need doesn't it? Yes, it does. So good that they practice that with y'all. Um, and then, uh, oh, I wanted to bring this up too about, uh, your experience. This is so interesting. Uh, at Parkland Hospital, the day that John F. Kennedy was shot, he was assassinated and yes. brought to that hospital and you were there. Yes, I was. Can you tell a little bit about that? Yes, my aunt, I had gone to help my aunt take my grandmother to her doctor's appointment there at Parkland Hospital, and um, she, um, uh, and so my aunt said, you know, today is um, the day that, that President Kennedy is having his, um, um, oh, I can't think what you call it, anyway, uh, in Dallas, you know, he was going to be in Dallas, and I said, yes, that's right, I had forgotten about that, and I was in my uh early 20s, and um, so we went um, on in the hospital, and we were in the waiting room where we all waited for the different doctors to come and call their patients, and this room was um, all windows uh, on the back side, and then the one, the very back of the room, and then one side of the room was all windows. And the back side of the room looked right down to the emergency entrance. And so all of a sudden we heard all these sirens and all this commotion. And my aunt said, oh, no, President Kennedy's been shot. Mm. And so about that time, and she just knew that. She just had that knowing. She said, I know he had. About that time, of course, there was a, a TV in there. And uh, it came on with the news, you know. And she said, they are bringing him here. Mm. So we, uh, about that time, it came this announcement over, you know, the speakers at the hospital, everybody stay where you are. We're in lockdown. Nobody can go out. Nobody can come in. Mm. Um, Just please stay where you are. And then they started calling all the doctors down to the emergency room, to the emergency area. Yeah. And it was quite interesting. So, of course, we all in the waiting room went to the windows because we could see, I mean, right down. I mean, it was very, you could see very well right down to the emergency entrance. Mm -hmm. And so we saw when uh, the car pulled up that had uh, the president and and, uh, Kennedy and, and Jacqueline Kennedy in it. And it was, it was, it was. It was quite an experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, was horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we could tell that Mrs. Kennedy was in shock. And uh, because they were just having to 
you know, hold her hands and tell her what to do and, you know, the whole nine yards. And um, it was, um, and so, um, I mean, we could see everything. Right. And I don't want to go into the details, but, but it was, it was, it was quite interesting, quite eerie also. I'm sure. And so, uh, then later, oh, it'd probably been, I don't know how long it's been, been quite a while. One of the interns come up to our waiting room and said, all doctors are, uh, will not be seeing their patients today as soon as the, the, um, Hospitals off of, off of lockdown, you can leave, but nobody can leave yet. We will let you know when you can leave. So we just watched everything from the windows there of the waiting room of the doc, of waiting on the, where we waited on the doctors. We just watched everything and we watched them. And so we could not leave the hospital until they had left. Mm. So we were there quite a while, several hours because, um, uh, of that, you know, and never, um, and he did, and he did tell us, he did tell us at that time that the president was not living. Mm-hmm. He just put it that way. And so, um, and he said something to the effect of, I don't know exactly how he said it, but he said something about, um, anyone, anyone, what he was saying was asking us to pray. For her, wow! And um, so my aunt and I held hands and prayed for her. And um, then we watched them. We watched the, you know, what you saw on TV as well. But yeah. the hearse came up that that took them to the airport, and mm-hmm. and um, she she was still quite a bit in shock. I'm sure they had treated her so, you know, yeah. but she was still. Well, can you imagine? You no, know? no, it's horrible. horrible day. Yes, but it was an interesting time. And you know, one thing that was very interesting to me is when they finally opened the hospital. I went out to bring the car around to the front um, so that it wouldn't be so far because my grandmother was blind, and so we uh, to pick them up. And when I went outside. It was just very eerie, very eerie. Everything was still and quiet. I mean, just as still. There wasn't any birds chirping. I mean, it was just quiet. And um, and then there were people out there. There were people wailing. There were people crying. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was it was so sad, and it was a very um, interesting experience. But I'll, I'll never forget it. No, oh no. And, uh, it was um, uh, a time in my life that uh, Candace at that time was three years old. So oh. you can kind of see how long ago that was. <laughs> <laughs> I won't to go into all that. But anyway, it was an experience and it was very uh, humbling and it was very uh, horrible because Nothing ever happened like that, you know, in our lifetime. Oh, yeah. And so, nation, yeah. in our nation, so it was, but it was interesting that, that I, I was there to see that. It really was. It is. And to pray, praise God. Yes, to pray, exactly. Good. And that's what we did, you know, we just prayed for her because I, I just couldn't imagine. I just, I mean, I was young, but I just thought, oh, my goodness, I, I just can't imagine, you know. Right. And yeah. So we prayed for her. We prayed for the family. And um, there were several other people in there that were praying. So thank God, you know, we had that opportunity. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, and, you know, in ministry, I uh, was just thinking about all the wonderful relationships that uh, that you've had through the years and uh, really tremendous ministers uh, yes. and really colleagues with, with you and with Buddy and, um, of course, your dad and, uh, and your mom. And one of those being Oral and Evelyn Roberts. Yes. <laughs> precious, precious. Oh, I love them dearly. Uh, they were precious in my and Buddy's life, you know. Uh, 
uh, a lot of times when when Miss Evelyn was uh, maybe not going to be at home, he'd call Buddy and say, "Come over, come over and talk to me. Come over and sit with me. Come over and pray with me." Whatever. So Buddy would go over, you know, and and sit with him and talk with him and pray with him or whatever he desired to do, you know. And and then they would have us in their home for meals, and it, it was just a precious time because they are such. Precious, precious people. So yeah. full of love and um, very, uh, very uh, important for us because we were younger and we, we could learn so much. And um, just being able to be in their presence and, and, and have the privilege of knowing them and seeing how real they were and just down to earth, common people like us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, precious people. That's great. Um, TL and Dot, Daisy Osborne. Yes, we we were friends with them. They they were sweethearts. I I love them. <laughs> <laughs> they they uh, I, outstanding is all I can say. Outstanding people. So um, full of the word, uh, full of the Lord, the Holy Spirit. Uh, just. Uh, amazing to be around and to be able to visit with them and talk with them. You know, once you understand that you can learn from your elders, so to speak, then you learn to listen. You know, you don't just listen with your natural ears, you listen with your spiritual ears. And so, we um, we just really appreciate them and, and love them, and, and they were awesome in our lives. Do you think that they were, because I know FCF has always been so, um, you know, it's always emphasized missions so much. Yes, that was one of the things the Lord said to us, you know. Yeah was that to uh, reach the world, which, of course, it involves the mission side because you have to uh, know the people that, that are going and, and that have have that in their heart. Mm-hmm. Some people go and come. Some people go and stay. But yeah. that's according to the calling on their lives. Right. And, and Peel and, Os- uh, and Daisy, uh inspire y'all that way. I know they spent so much of their life overseas. Yes. Well, you know, we, we, we did learn quite a bit from them as far as how to handle certain situations and, and um, you know, you just ask questions. <laughs> they don't mind, you know, and uh, they're happy to help you in any way they were. And um, so we did learn from them in certain areas of if if a lot of things of what not to do <laughs> because they had learned, you know, which was a blessing. I mean, it was oh, yeah. for us. So praise yeah. God, you know. Well, yeah, that can save time and money and effort, sometimes definitely. years and <laughs> yes, definitely, most definitely. Some other friends I know that uh, were close, of course, you know, the Osteens and the Summerall's. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, Pastor John and Dodie, well, as you know, they're just such, they were such people of love and such people of wisdom. And again, a very, you know, all these people are very down to earth people. Very, you know, they're just people like us. Right. They, calling on their life that gives them lots of responsibility. That means they're higher or better. It just means they have more responsibility. Right, yes. And if you if you're wise when you uh, have the opportunity to be in the presence of these people and, and and be with them, then you learn to listen. Yes. You know. Um, I've noticed sometimes uh, people that are younger, but yet they know they're called to ministry. You know, they want to talk all the time, <laughs> me, you know, because they want to be recognized. But if you learn to be quiet and listen, yes. you learn, you know, you learn a lot yes. just from from ex- uh, them sharing experiences, uh, even them talking amongst themselves of like my dad and and mom and. Pastor John and Dodie and, and uh, the different ones, you know, they uh, together talking and sharing about the things of God and their experiences. You learn so much. Yes. 
and uh, all that's important in your growth and in your life. Yes, uh, yes, so important. Because you don't really know all the future of your life and, and your destiny, but all these things are preparing you mm-hmm. for areas in your life that, that is part of your destiny and uh, you don't realize it at the time of course but as you, as you grow and you look back and you say wow you know God did this and God did that and he put this person in my life and how much I learned from them and you know it's just it's important that we learn to listen and observe yes extremely important um, I remember your dad when he would be talking to a group of ministers and sharing it's just so amazing the stories and the faith and then somebody would pipe up and start talking <laughs> I remember Brother Hagin would just stop talking that would be it for the rest of the night because exactly because somebody else took over <laughs> and we'd think well my gosh couldn't he just hold what he's saying and let Brother Hagin talk you know? exactly but I think that's such a good point for younger ministers and younger women in ministry yes. and maybe uh, you know, even my age, I think it's really good to listen, to learn to listen. Yes, we, we must learn to listen because God has you in this arena, so to speak, uh, for a purpose because God is a purpose for God. Yeah. And you need to uh, recognize that and get everything out of it that you can, yes. spiritually and naturally, That's because true. all these people were, were awesome. Uh, yeah. People of God, uh, they were very um, natural people. Of course, they they operated in the natural, but they were spiritual as well, and they knew who they were in God, and they were very explicit of what God had called them to do and what they were to do. And um, like I say, you can just learn a lot by observing and listening. And but it's for a purpose for you. Right. Yeah. Those are kind. Those are kind of things that we we must recognize because nowadays it's it's uh, it's so different, you know, than like when I was younger. Uh, So we need to learn how to listen and observe and take heed and know that God has you in this place for a reason, for a purpose. Because it's part of your growth and part of your spiritual understanding as you move on in your destiny or the calling that God has on your life. Yes, that's such a good word. Another thing I really appreciated about about you and and Pastor Buddy, uh, y'all invited so many of these fivefold ministry gifts to your church. Yes. uh, Of course, I was a young girl, and so many of us were students and learning and growing in ministry. Right. Uh, And we were introduced to just the best, you know, (laughs) through the local church, uh, through your ministry. And, um, you know, I just appreciate that so much uh, because y'all were open enough and and really secure enough to have powerful ministries in and, and, and again, introduce them and let them impact our lives. And some of them stayed in our lives forever. Yes, yes, that's right. Because Again, of your purpose. Yes. But uh, you must have seen the importance of introducing others. <laughs> yeah, it is very important, I believe, because um, as the local church, you, the pastor, are there to feed the sheep, yes. But you don't have everything, uh, you know, in the in the ministry gifts and so you need to have these men of expertise mm-hmm. these men that are grounded not because they're known so to speak but because they are grounded in the word yeah. they have fruit from their ministry um you're, so the people that you're responsible for need to see that they need to um catch hold of who they are and and how God uses them. All these things are important in our life and growing and and knowing God and having understanding because uh, everybody's different Mm -hmm. and God calls us actually all (laughs) we're all ministers because we're all to to be sharing and and bringing people to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. 
um, not just ministers, but the church. Yes. So, um, anyway, I, uh, Buddy and I just felt this was important for our, our, um, people to recognize and understand the different callings and the different gifts in, in, in um, that are available, you know, and, and have understanding of how they operate and how God uses them. So yeah. this is important, uh, not only that part, but the word that they had to bring sure. to us, the body of Christ, you know, was most important because, um, you know, there are people that their church is their uh, that's where they minister. That's you know where where they they fulfill what God's called them to do. And then there's others that speak forth to the whole church, so to speak. Right. And, and, uh, so these people, you know, these ministers, they need to come into your local church for you to see them, if at all possible. I know sometimes that isn't possible, but. Um, how God helped us and led us, it was possible. Yeah. And I was grateful and we were always so grateful and thankful for that because we felt like that was just extra blessings that God gave to us to help us uh, grow and, and understand the things of the Lord and uh, uh, be able to function in the gifts and the graces that God had given to us. Yes. And it'll be the for others, you know. Oh, yeah. It, it really set an example for those of us who pastored later to, uh, because I felt like it equipped people, you know, it equipped us mm-hmm. and also, um, uh, prepared us in so many ways. Um, yes. and then we could recognize, like you said, the fivefold ministry, the different offices right. uh, that came through and then, um, introduced us to those ministries, um, to take part of their resources and everything. And, and it is important today that's to have these ministers in our local churches and you're one of them. And I, and, and anyone listening, I, I encourage you to, uh, Dr. Pat Harrison into your church because there's just such an anointing and element there. Um, so many rich things that you impart. One of them being just your love for the Holy Spirit and the operations of the Spirit. Um, We had you in our church so many times, and every time we saw people just refreshed by the Spirit of God, and then and so many filled with the Holy Ghost. The anointing on you, and it's just such a beautiful gift Um, besides, you know, your prophetic words and prayer, and I could go on and on, but... um, uh, I think our church, our, our churches need you, and we need the, the other uh, gifts, uh, the offices as well. Um, I uh, I know that uh, <laughs> I was thinking about you know David and I often talk about Normal Hayes, and he was one yes. of the two at your church, you know, and oh, uh, awesome. fantastic ministry, right? Yes, <laughs> awesome. You know, he's, he's just, he was the most precious man. He was just full of love and loved the Lord with all of his being, worshiped the Lord all the time. <laughs> and uh, he, he's just a, a unique individual. Yes. But you, you Everybody loved Norval. He was just a precious, precious man and had so much really insight, especially about the importance of worshiping God mm-hmm. and speaking forth the word. And, um, but he was definitely a worshiper, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I loved him dearly. He stayed in our home many times. Um, and I can remember one time he didn't usually do very many, you know, he would do the, um, um, I can forget what he called them anyway, where he would come in and train the people and take them out to the streets. Of, oh, yeah. And so, yeah. And so he didn't do that in summer too much because it was, first of all, most places it was hot. And second of all, a lot of people were on vacation, different things, but it was really interesting. Um, 
we had a gentleman that uh, that had been a teacher um, for us there at the church, and he wanted to start his own church. And Buddy said, "Okay, that's fine. If you, you know, if you feel like that's what God wants you to do, then we are going to send you out." And so. The next Sunday, we got up and explained to everybody and sent them out. And we told the people because uh, there were people that, that enjoyed his teaching. And he's an awesome teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, we told him, if you desire to go with him, that's fine. It's not a, a problem for us. Well, that's <laughs> rare. <laughs> must obey God. You yeah. know, the key is obeying God. Yeah. So there was... Um, I think there was about 300 people that went with him, which was awesome. It wow. was awesome. It didn't bother us, you know. And But the Lord had us have Brother Norval in for a soul winning uh, conference. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he told me, he said, you know, and it was summer. It was like, I think it was the end of June, 1st of July. He said, you know, I don't usually do this in the summer, but he said, I really feel that God's saying do this, so I'm coming. So he came, and they did all that he does and all how he trained them and everything. And do you know, in the summer, during that time, we got almost 400 uh, new people into the church. They got born again, and they wanted to, you know, learn the word. They wanted to hear. They wanted to learn. And they stayed with us. And one of my things came in one Sunday and left. They, I mean, they were, but you understand, you can see how important it is yeah. to allow people, whether you agree with it or not, yes. uh, uh, to allow people to do what they feel God is calling them to do because you're not their God. Right. And uh, whatever they desire to do, it's not going to harm you. It's not going to hurt you because God is the one that is leading and leading. And if you walk in faith and in love, mm-hmm. do what's right, then God will always reward you. And um, there is never loss with God. That is so good. That you know, it's just been, I think, probably a problem through the ages with pastors not wanting to anybody to leave their church ever. Yeah, right. And I understand that because you're family, you know. Yeah. And I yeah. do understand that. Yeah. And, but at the same time, you can't you can't play God. You no. know. And if if someone's come comes to you and says. You know, God has spoken to me, and I know this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not in a place to begin to question them, to make them question, yeah. you know, themselves and God, because right. then it can be detrimental. So yeah. you have to hear the Holy Spirit, and you have to walk in love and do um, accordingly. Yes, that's such a beautiful uh, example of what we're to do as pastors, you know, because I think that, um, you know, we used to think, well, we get somebody trained and there they go starting their own ministry. That's a a really successful uh, flourishing church is we are able to send people out. Send people out. We send people out all the time. You did. Yes, we did all the time. We sent people out to the pastor's to go in, in, in around the world, whatever they're supposed to do, we sent them out. Yeah. Because um, that's how you grow is by sending people out. Yeah. You can't grow holding them in and, and, and stymieing. Yes. Stunning, whatever you want to say, uh, their growth in the Lord. And even it'll stunt their growth naturally as well yeah. as far as understanding how they're supposed to operate and move. It's so right. That's beautiful. I'm so glad you shared that. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, it's just practical things, but they're things that are important um, to follow forth with with how God is directing and leading you. Right. And it's going to bless and help someone else. 
Yes. And the and just the return there was yeah. normal coming in. And yeah. And that was awesome. You know, he, he was amazed because when we were telling him about it, you know, he said, oh, my goodness. He said, well, I knew I was supposed to come. And I and he said, I said to the Lord, well, Lord, you know, we don't do these in the summertime. <laughs> and the Lord said, yes, but I want you to. <laughs> well, he had a purpose, you know. Yes. He wasn't just doing it to be doing it, which there's not anything wrong with that if that's your calling. That's right. what you need to be doing. But at the same time, you need to to obey God if it's out of the norm of how you usually do it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, is there... Uh, is there a woman in ministry that influenced you uh, like you did for me and other women? <laughs> well, you know, um, I think probably um, Mama Goodwin was probably um, an influencer. Well, I know she was an influencer in my life mm-hmm. because um, she, uh, from aside from my mother, you understand that. <laughs> but um, because of how the giftings and callings were in my life, I really observed and watched her and listened to her because of how she and uh, Papa Goodwin flowed in the things of the Spirit and in um, by the Spirit of God. That's so. Um, you know, she was very yes, um, yes. Because I think. You can learn about the gifts in the uh, in the Bible, and, sh- and you should. But to see them in operation, yes. Um, and with with in my life, of course, it was you and Buddy who flowed um, so beautifully together, and so proficiently and skillfully. Yes, yes. Um, it's uh, you know, I, I just thank God for that experience. Amen, for sure. It's just you know these kind of experiences. I mean, they were I was experiencing them at the same time. You know, they. <laughs> Even though I was up doing, I was still experiencing and watching and observing. Yeah. I had to continually learn and understand, you know, what was happening in my life. Sure. So all this is important, very important. And we as, I think we as women especially need to understand that it's not about, I'll, I'll just say with Buddy and I how we learned to flow together is I had understanding he was, I was, uh, unlike you, you were called a pastor. I was not called to pastor. I was called in ministry, but I didn't know exactly how to do that until we began to pastor. I learned more because what the Lord showed me was, even though I didn't have that same calling or mantle on me, I was a, uh, a partner with him mm-hmm. that the gifts and graces I had were completing to him and his ministry and what he had. We yes. were in competition. We were always completing one to the other by the Spirit of God, by the Word of God. And that's what we need to recognize. Now, you know, um, again, we... Uh, we discipled pastors, we discipled ministers, we mentored them, um, you know, we we did all this. And I was right there with him. I did it as well. But, uh, again, he was, I don't know how to put it, he was just the one that was still the pastor, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, so, anyway, those things we need to learn, you know, and I think. As women, we need to learn that you don't force things on people. That's right. Allow God to work in and through you, and He makes room for the gifts and graces that He's placed upon you for you to move and operate and flow from those gifts, you know, and from that from that ministry that He has in your heart. Well, that's that's wonderful that you shared that too, because I was going to ask you what you would share with with younger women. Um, well, coming up in ministry and developing. And right. I think that um, that your example uh, really helped me to know that if God wanted me to do something or to 
say something or to be somewhere. He was going to make it happen. Yes. And I didn't have to push or shove or. No, all you had to do was just be willing and obedient. Exactly. And he opens the doors. And he opens the doors. That's exactly right. Look at all the doors he's opened for you. They're, they're amazing and awesome because you were willing and obedient. You weren't deterred by all the circumstances, all the things that are happening in your life from being obedient and willing to do what God had said. Right. And I'm, I'm the same way, you know, all of that from you. You're an example too. Now, you're an example you need to see. <laughs> but all the things, you know, that come your way, uh, there's not anything that can come your way that you cannot overcome, walk through mm-hmm. by the Word of God and the Spirit of God. And continue to be victorious in everything in your life. Do we miss it? Yeah, we miss it. We're, we're, we do. Sure. But that doesn't mean we're wrong and it doesn't mean we're evil. It doesn't mean that, that we, you know, we shouldn't be in ministry. That's but right. it means that we need to learn from those mistakes and move on. Yes. Because God expects us to keep moving forward. That's and you right. can't move forward if you're always looking backwards to the past. The past is called past for a reason because it's past and it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) If you make mistakes, um, if you're wise, you go and you uh, repent to the Lord and say, Lord, I see that. I see, I see where I missed it. I'm so sorry. Uh, Please forgive me. He's, he's very quick to forgive. But what does he say? He says when he forgives, forgives, he forgets. Yeah. Put in the sea of forgetfulness. So if you bring it up, you don't know what you're talking about. That's right. You know, so why bring it up? Mm-hmm. That's so true. Why bring it up? Because, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're moving forward all the time. Yes. And I think that's a secret to yes. longevity and mar- and uh, marriage, not in, just in marriage, but in ministry. Because, in life, period, really. <laughs> because, you know, everybody's going to uh, have some bumps in the road and some sure. are, are, are really big bumps. Really big bumps. I'm trying to realize that. Uh, and, and I know that you've come to the same conclusion. Just because something happens doesn't mean it's over, you know, because no. the devil will try to say, you're, okay. you're finished. You're yeah. not through. It's, it's over. Gone. Yeah, that's not true. The callings of God are without repentance. That's right. You know, and, and this morning when I was praying about this podcast, I was thinking about um, all of the things that, you know, and I don't know all the things that you've been through, but I do know uh, the, you know, the deaths that you incurred uh, in such a short period of time with very close people in your life, you know, your husband, your dad, your mom, your mother-in-law, right. uh, even, you know, Gary, you know, your yes. assistant and uh, son, you know, that you and Buddy just relied on so much. And, and, um, and I just admired the way that you just kept preaching and kept going and just kept joy and, and all of that, those circumstances where you could have really grief could have, uh, a horrible thing there with with so many deaths, don't you? Yes. Oh, definitely. You know, it's it's um, it is difficult. You know, uh, you don't uh, relish any of that. You know, it, it. But thank God for the Holy Ghost. You know, because you've got the Word settled in your heart, right? And 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 then the Holy Spirit helps you bring forth that Word when it's the needed times. And um, I haven't shared this very much, and, and I, I don't share it very much because it's such a special thing and it was private to me. But I share it with you because you were a part of it, and <laughs> you may not know it. But when Gary um, uh, fell and started, you know, rolling down the mountain, so to speak, mm-hmm. um I was in shock almost. I probably was. But then I heard him holler out, you know, ouch, you know, and I just said, Lord, do not let him suffer. Thank you that you do not let him suffer. And about that time, 
I heard the trees rustle, and there was a bird that, that sang, and I knew that his spirit had gone to heaven. I knew that was his spirit. I just knew it. I just knew in the spirit. I don't know how many people I've ever told that to. Maybe the first time some of them ever heard it. But I knew that he would not suffer. Right. And um, so uh, I just told the people that were there, I said, I know that, that Gary will not survive this, but I want his body found. I am not leaving his body. We were in Switzerland. Yeah. I am not leaving his body in another country. Mm-hmm. I want his body brought home. So I want his body found. Right. And uh, so anyway, make a long story short, they found his body and all that. And that happened. And God, I believe, rewarded me with that. Yes. And I had a peace within me. Yes, I had a sadness, but I had a peace within me because I knew that he went, his spirit went, and he did not suffer. Yes. And that was so reassuring to me. And then that evening after I was in the hotel, you called me. You may remember this. I do. You called me and you said uh, that when you were praying that um, you wanted me to know that... You were, you were just so aware of Gary going to heaven and not suffering. Yes. I don't remember what all you said, but I just remember that because it was such a confirmation for me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I was so thankful that you called me because it, it um, again, brought more of the awareness of the peace of God within me. Yes. That, I, uh, and that God hears and answers your prayers. Yes, and that, uh, and he just honored that, and I was so thankful for that because, you know, it would have been even harder, you know, going knowing, you know, that he's rolling down this mountain and all this pain and all this, you know, whatever. Well, sure. And before he actually, you know, died. Yeah. And I just thought, no, I don't want him to do that. I just said, Lord, please. Do not let him suffer. And I'm just aware of his spirit going to heaven. And I'm just so thankful, you know. And then you called me and confirmed it, of course, by what you said. I was just, I thought, Lord, thank you for having people pray for me mm-hmm. during that time, you know, because it was very difficult. Well, yeah, horrible, horrible. Very horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, it's just... Uh, because he was like a son to, to Buddy and I. Yeah, sure. And um, he was a spiritual son, definitely. But, I mean, in the natural, he he helped us a lot. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, I just wanted to share that because you, in your prayer life, picked up on that and prayed for me and, and were willing to do what God asked of you. Praise and they called me, and it was just a confirmation. I was just so grateful, so thankful. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I remember uh, the Lord showed me, you know, uh, in the scripture, the angels will take you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Right. Um, isn't that beautiful? Just to yes, it is what God says about things, and, yes. and uh, He can give us so much peace. Um, just a couple more things. I, I know that we've taken some time here, but it's just been so fascinating to hear uh, your stories and uh, your life. And um, I know it's meaning a lot to people that are listening. Um, my first impression of you, I just have to say that was, was humility, um, just power, but humility. And uh, I just always aspired to be that way. And I thank you for that. Um, I remember one of the first times I was roommates with Candace and, and one of the first times we came over to your house, (laughs) I was simply by surprise because when we walked in for a baby shower, I think, uh, or a wedding shower, I can't remember you were in the shower or something. And uh, there was no furniture in the living room. And Candace, I said, Candace, where's the furniture? You know, and she said, oh, mother gave it all away. <laughs> like, like, it was a matter of <laughs> <laughs> like it was like it was an everyday thing. Now I was raised in the domination. We didn't give anything away. We sold everything at the garage sale or whatever. 
This is a new thing for me, you know. And she gave it all away, and she said, "Yeah, she sewed it in somebody's life that needs some furniture." So, I mean, all these things just so impacted me as a twenty-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I remember, I remember the first time I came to your church, I noticed that in the pastor's wife parking lot, there was a parking place. It was a four fifty SL Mercedes. (laughs) Oh, I really like this church. <laughs> this is awesome. Look at that. that beautiful car. And I thought, that's the kind of pastor's wife I want to be. <laughs> and aspire to be like, I, th- I thought that was so awesome, you know. Um, of course, you operated so in you and Buddy, and then and you and Candace, on, you and Gary, uh, you know, many others have yes. operated with you in the Holy Ghost, yes. and especially tongues and interpretation of tongues. So I just love seeing that. Um, I love your down to earth just demeanor and your groundedness. <laughs> it just <laughs> ministered so much to me when I first went out to Rama. Um, I, I didn't really know Candace and Patsy that well. Another yeah. friend had entered, kind of gotten us together to room together, and so I heard later that you, you that they were praying about me to see if I was going to yeah. be the right one for them. Right. right. <laughs> said, this is what they told me. You said, I love this about you. You said, well, that's great to pray, but can she pay the rent? <laughs> it's so practical. I just love that about yeah. you. Yeah, that's right. You weren't ever spooky or weird like some bless their hearts, women in ministry, um, but you were just always so grounded and, um, I, and probably the most spiritual person I know. And so uh, it just proves that, that you can be both. That's right. That's exactly right. You're um, right, Scarlett. <laughs> so I just thank you so much for oh, everything. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this so very much. I, uh, I just love to be able to share the word and my experiences and, uh, for if it can help someone else, that's awesome because we all have to live and learn and yeah. grow the things of God. Amen. Yeah, we do. And if again, uh, people who are listening, if you're pastors or pastor's wives, you need to get in touch with Dr. Pat Harrison. You can find her very easily at patharrisonministries.com and contact her and get her in your church. Uh, one of the things we're going to do this spring is have her in for a Holy Spirit meeting. And uh, we're excited about that. Amen. It'll be good. It'll be fun. Yeah. So plan. We'll we'll put it on on the screen or put it on advertising. Or yes, we can we can worship freely. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you, Pat. We love you so much, and thank you again. Okay. God bless you. Hallelujah. David and I and Grace Harvest Church are hosting a Holy Spirit meeting with Dr. Pat Harrison. She's the daughter of the late Kenneth E. Hagan. And this meeting will be on April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Uh, Saturday will be two meetings in the morning at 10 and at Saturday night at 7. And then our regular service at 10 a.m. on Sunday. She'll be ministering. Now, this is going to be a Holy Spirit meeting, so it's going to be so good. You don't want to miss it. There's no cost. It's free. You do not have to register. That's not required. And more details are on HortonMinistries.com. We have a music team coming that uh, that's tremendous. Rhonda Pihala, Cindy Black, and David Sauger. So you'll really enjoy this meeting. Plan to attend April 23rd, 24th, and 25th. More details are on HortonMinistries.com.